Welcome to the best night ever. Your golden ticket to better sleep, better health, and ultimately, the best night ever. Featuring your host, sleep and life hack guru, Dr. Jay Corsandi from Snore Experts. Your best days will always start with a great night of sleep. Join Dr. K as he invites you in to talk tips and tricks to help you sleep better, stop snoring, be healthier, and live a more energetic and productive life. Learn how to make sleep your best friend. Explore ways to wake up feeling more refreshed and discover how to carry that newfound energy throughout your day. If you feel like your sleep and daytime performance could use a shot in the arm, grab a cup of bulletproof coffee, sit down, relax, and stay tuned as we uncover cutting-edge science, traditional, and even ancient practices to help you step up your life game. And now, Dr. Jay Corsandi. Welcome, friends. This is Dr. Jay Corsandi, and you're listening to The Best Night Ever, the show that's dedicated to helping you get your best night's sleep. Back in the studio again is my buddy Dwayne. Dwayne, how's it going? Good. Excellent. We've had a short week here with the holiday on Monday, and everything's going good. I'm sleeping okay and feeling pretty good. Nice. Uh, let's start the show off with a did you know. Actually, uh, I got a trivia quiz for you here this time. Uh, here All we right? go. Here we go. Who is the loudest snorer of the world, and you're not allowed to say your ex-wife? That's easy. Well, first of all, how did you know that I? <laughs> That's easy. Uh, actually, it's my mother. So she she was the queen of snores. Queen of snores. I like that title. Excellent. So, so am I right? You, close. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's Must funny. Be your sister. It, it, everybody thinks that they're dealing with the loudest snore in the world if they're dealing with a snore, but. It, on the record, the loudest snore in the world, according to The Telegraph, which is a publication in the, in the United Kingdom, uh, it's a woman named Jenny Chapman. Uh, she's a grandma now, and, and I think she's still alive. She was recorded at 111.6 decibels. Wow. I don't know what that, how that relates, but that sounds crazy. So you know how loud a low-flying low jet is, right? Sure. This is eight decibels louder than that. Well, that that is unbelievable. And that's why she has that title. I mean, just for reference, it's louder than a jackhammer, a subway train, a lawnmower, uh, even a power saw. So that's intense, and I feel sorry for her husband. So this is someone over in the U.K.? This is someone over in the U.K., yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, just for reference, most snorers are in the, in the 40 to 80 decibel range, and that's one of the things that we measure when we do a sleep study. We'll actually see the range of uh, decibels in their snoring. Uh, and I usually tell patients... Anything about 45 decibels is enough to irritate someone else. So just to give so you So does the – like if if you're a, a quiet snorer, does that mean that that's okay or that's better? Or, or does the sound that comes out actually – is it not related to the I, trouble you I, might I, be I think it's all bad. Yeah. Okay. A, a, anytime you're making noise at night while you sleep is an indication of not healthy sleep. Yeah. Yeah. So so snoring into your pillow isn't isn't good. That's either. not going to fix the problem. Okay. No. Dang it. It's funny, you know, too. Uh, people who snore uh, are thirty eight percent more likely to have hearing loss. Did you hear that? Uh, <laughs> you're very funny. <laughs> you're very funny. All right. So so one of the things we should do before we jump into this, this is the sleep apnea show. Right. And so um, refer back to snoreexperts.com dot com for the snoring episode. Right. That'll really help you, folks. Uh, so listen to that. And with that, let, let's jump into let's, the sleep apnea Let's jump show. into it. So, so like you said, this is the sleep apnea show. And, and back to kind of what I do is I treat patients for sleep-disordered breathings. And that falls under two categories generally, uh, snoring and sleep apnea. 
So just for reference, I know we talked about nine, uh, about 100 million people snore in the country. Uh, some estimates say that about half of those people have what's called sleep apnea. Um, and, and I want to kind of get a little bit deeper into sleep apnea in this show. What uh, I do want to make a differentiation in the beginning is that there's two kinds of sleep apnea. There's obstructive sleep apnea and central sleep apnea. Okay. Obstructive sleep apnea is what we're going to talk about, and that's when there's an actual physical obstruction in the back of the throat. It's the most common apnea out there. Central sleep apnea is much, much, much more rare, and that's where the brain actually tells the body not to breathe. Uh, and those tend to be much more complicated cases, but they're much rarer. Uh, so what we deal with uh, is the snoring and the obstructive sleep apnea. Got it. Got it. All right. So what exactly is sleep apnea, right? People ask me this all the time. Is it snoring? Is it something else? Sleep apnea is basically uh, a blockage of the airway. And, and what happens is we fall asleep at night. Our bodies relax. Our muscles relax. The tongue is in the back of the throat. It's a big muscle. It's got kind of this 90-degree bend, particularly if we're on our back. And as we relax, go to sleep, gravity kicks in, right? Tongue is going to start sliding towards the back of the throat. As it gets closer to the back of the throat, that's when we get what's called snoring because the tissues are getting closer together. They're flapping around. You're snoring. If the tongue goes all the way to the back of the throat, then you get sleep apnea or obstruction. It's like literally putting a cork in the back of your throat. So, uh, so let me ask you this. So, so everyone who's listening to this, they're, you know, they're flipping their tongue up. I just can't imagine my my tongue going back there. So it just I relax and then it just flops back. Exactly. There. And, and you know what? If you think about it, a lot of patients come in and they say, you know, uh, I don't really notice that too much. But when I am falling asleep, sometimes I get this quick little kind of, uh, you know, almost like a burp type feeling Got or it. something like that. And that's kind of the, the, the transitioning into sleep and everything's starting to relax. So it actually does start to slide back. It's crazy. If Gene Simmons snores, he's in big trouble. That is correct. <laughs> So uh, to define sleep apnea a little bit further, yes, it is a stoppage of breathing. Uh, on top of that, it's a minimum of 10 seconds, uh, which means you're basically choking or suffocating. So you, so you literally stop breathing for 10 seconds. 10 seconds minimum. And I've had patients stop breathing over a minute, minute and a half. And that's when all kinds of bad things happen. So you're stopping breathing. Wow. You, you're silent, which is actually uh, – Sometimes that makes people happy, but that's because you're choking. Uh, and then uh, all kinds of other things are going to happen, and we're going to get into that as well. So now I, I have had um, – you know, I have uh, one friend in particular who's been on one of those CPAP machines mm -hmm. for years. And when I talked to his wife, she was saying how routinely he would stop breathing. And that, that has to be one of the scariest things, and it, I mean, it just sounds like something that's incredibly dangerous. It, it, it's terrifying. I mean, I, I've been fortunate because I haven't had to deal with it too much in my, my personal family, but my daughter was actually sick recently and she was really stuffed up and she started snoring at night and I actually recorded her and she would actually stop breathing for a, a couple of times and it was just, you know, she's eight years old and it was, it was tearing up my heart. I couldn't handle it. I almost wanted to wake her up just so she would breathe awake versus asleep. So so in this sleep apnea thing, I mean, this is serious. So, so I know being a sports fan, right, we've all heard the story of Reggie White. Yep. Just a famous, fantastic football player. Philadelphia Eagles, Green Bay Packers, mm -hmm. died of sleep apnea. Yeah, it's and funny. This is a fit, right? A big, strong guy. It, you know, if you remember uh, Justice uh, Antonin Scalia as well, too, uh, reportedly oh, really? when he passed away, he actually, you know, obviously if you look at him, you see he's a big guy, big neck, and uh, was under CPAP therapy. But the night he died, the machine was actually unplugged next to his bed. Mm. So crazy stuff. Uh, speaking of what kind of 
potentially happens when you have sleep apnea is uh, when you stop breathing, you stop taking in fresh air and oxygen, oxygen levels go down, you get what's called desaturations or low levels of oxygen. Uh, and that, well, guess what? Every single tissue in your body needs oxygen to survive. So over the course of months, we- weeks, months, years, decades, that can take its toll. So I, I have a question. So, so we talk about, you know, 100 million people who snore. So is there any research? I mean, I didn't even know how they do this. But is there any research of the millions of people who haven't been diagnosed with sleep apnea who have it? I mean, that number must be... I think Crazy. I've seen around 90%. That is incredible. So yeah. just tens of millions of people. That that are literally choking multiple times per hour, per night, and going about their day. And these are people that, you know, could be your surgeon that you're going in for operation tomorrow. It could be that subway driver that you, you took the train to work. You know, I, I just uh, flew back from Phoenix a couple of weeks ago, and, I you know, I saw the pilot, and he was a bigger guy. And I'm like, how did he sleep last night? You know, what if mm-hmm. he's tired? So we've we've talked in past shows about this at-home sleep study where you can take this home. It records everything from your sleep to your um, how you sleep, your REM sleep, all this stuff. So, so how does that uh, provide information to you right. on who has sleep apnea? So here's what happens. I mean, basically, you suspect you're snoring or you have apnea. Uh, you give me a call, come to my office. It's called Snore Experts. What we deal with is this kind of stuff. Uh, when you come in, you're going to be recommended to have a sleep study. Uh, a lot of the patients that come see me have already had one uh, a long time ago as well, too. So we'll always try and get an updated one so we can kind of see what we're dealing with currently because things change year by year. And typically, this will get worse as we get older because what's going to happen is, we're like we discussed before, we're going to lose muscle tone and we're going to gain body fat. And again, this isn't just a man problem. This is this is, this is a problem. Right? This is a problem. So I I know of one person in particular. Uh, probably it's a woman. Probably weighs a hundred pounds. You know, s- small, petite. Uh, but I guess her doctor said uh, she has a small mouth and a big tongue, right. and I guess that that's the problem. So I'll tell you a quick story. And, and I'd say about seventy five percent of the patients that come see me have this problem. It's called orthodontics, and it's called extractions. I saw a couple patients today with that. And what that means is when they were a kid, they went to the orthodontist, they had crowded teeth. And, and if you rewind back into that, they were very young and they were mouth breathers and their nose clogged up for whatever reason, environmental, food, allergy, whatever. And as they breathed through their mouth through their childhood, they developed uh, crowded teeth. Fast forward to their teenage years, orthodontist says, I'm going to take some teeth out uh, to straighten everything out. Once they take those teeth out, then the size of their mouth shrink pushes their tongue back down their throat, fast forward to their 30s, 40s, 50s, they're snoring, they have sleep apnea, and it's a big mess. That is, that's something. Yeah. Okay, good. So so we've kind of touched on this here in the second half. We're going to jump into treatment options, uh, things that we can do, getting people to uh, your offices. You have locations throughout Southern California called Snore Experts. Uh, And in the meantime, we're going to take a quick break. And then on the second half, we'll get back into the Sleep Apnea Show. 
sleeping in separate bedrooms because of snoring is lousy. Ignoring the health risks is dangerous, very dangerous. It could be obstructive sleep apnea depriving your body of oxygen, which can cause high blood pressure, weight gain, and fatigue, and even a heart attack. Don't risk going untreated. Get a free consultation from the snoring and sleep apnea doctors at Snore Experts. The doctors at Snore Experts have helped thousands with oral appliances, CPAPs, and now Night Laser Laser Therapy, a new clinically proven way to effectively treat snoring and sleep apnea. It's quick and easy with no recovery time. The next 20 callers that mention KKLA get a free medical consultation at Snore Experts, a $300 value free. Call Snore Experts now, 888-31-SNORE. Get a great night's sleep and avoid serious health conditions and stop snoring now. Call Snore Experts and mention KKLA, 888-31-SNORE. Five SoCal locations and now in Brentwood and Irvine. 888-31-SNORE. Welcome back, everyone. This is Dr. Jay Corsania, and you're listening to The Best Night Ever. Uh, we're diving deeper into sleep apnea, obstructive sleep apnea, and I want to go into some of the symptoms that are associated with it and things that I see on a daily basis when these patients come to see me. Any ideas on that? No. So, so these are people who probably first called you because they snore. Right. Right. So, uh, so no. So what are the, what are some of the common yeah. symptoms? Generally, I mean, yeah, like you said, people aren't going to call me and say, I have sleep apnea. They're, you know, they're going to say I snore, uh, or my wife said I snore, I need to come see you. But when they come in and they sit down and they start to go through the paperwork, they'll start to check things off like high blood pressure, type two diabetes, excessive daytime sleepiness, brain fog, mood disorders. Uh, the list goes on and on. And, and these are the, the consequences of poor sleep stretched out over decades. Uh, and then if you fast forward even more than that, then you're looking into what's called neurocognitive decline. And these are patients that are dealing with Alzheimer's, dementia, Parkinson's, uh, stroke. So uh, it, it can get very nasty. So in the spectrum of the patient, like we talked about, it's, it is literally everything from the 90-pound woman mm-hmm. To I know one of your celebrity patients is Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal, yeah. I, I saw that picture on your website yeah. uh, of you and Shaquille O'Neal, and it is, it's crazy. Yeah, he's huge. He had, I think he was stopping breathing about 70 times an hour. Uh, wow. But he, he is huge. Uh, I, and I'm 6'2". I'm a pretty big guy, and he's, what, 7? I think he's 7'4", seven, 7'5". Seven, yeah, I had yeah. to reach way high to just even say hi to the guy. But uh, uh, it does... It does uh, pan the whole region of uh, or the scope of, of sizes i mean i'll see people you know five feet 100 pounds i'll see 485 pound guys too as well. so and it's everything from people coming in who you know who are snores and and you know they're saying that that you know they're they're sleeping all night but they're waking up tired yeah. they're they're constantly drinking coffee so so all of the stuff is really impacting their productivity and it's really impacting their life their their quality of life not only work, family, everything else. I'll tell you that, and I'll tell you, it's also people that are coming in and saying they're in complete denial, or they're saying, you know what, I, I, you know, I don't know. It, it, it doesn't bother me. I snore, whatever. My wife said I need to come here. I feel fine. I, I, I sleep great. I wake up. But uh, what happens is when we dig deeper into those patients and find out they have problems, especially with sleep apnea, and get that problem better, they'll come back and say, oh, my God, I've got energy like I haven't had in years. I haven't slept like that in forever. Uh, I feel better. My mood's better. Generally, it's funny because they come in and they're grumpy. 
and wow. and they're not the happiest people. And they come back, they're giving me high fives, they're giving me hugs. Uh, wife's obviously happy, so it, it's a fantastic thing. But what happens is you can be in this kind of status quo where you think you're okay because you've forgotten what it could be like. Yeah, and I think a lot of us, uh, me uh, specifically, you know, I didn't realize all of the areas that sleep impacts. You know, one of the things that we've talked about in the past is how uh, good sleep or conversely bad sleep can slow down your metabolism and make it difficult to lose weight. Yeah. Speaking of that, yeah. So there's there's hormone regulation that happens at night when we're asleep. And there's two hormones called leptin and ghrelin. And these these control uh, how full you feel and how hungry you are. And if you get poor sleep, these get flipped in reverse. So what happens is you end up waking up hungry, craving more carbs throughout the day, gaining weight, being tired, weight doesn't come off. But on the flip side, when you start to sleep better and these hormones get regulated correctly, you're going to wake up less hungry, more energy, metabolism shifts, weight comes down. And as that happens, the sleep gets even better. So it becomes this positive cycle. So it's not all doom and gloom. What you're saying is it's not the food that I'm eating. It's those two darn hormones that are screwing me up. Exactly. We got to get like, all right, so we need to get that figured out. We'll get it figured out. So if you think you have apnea or if you're snoring and you come to the office and or any office and you get tested and, and you get what's called a home sleep study or, or a sleep study. Generally, there's two kinds. One is where you go to the lab or facility and spend the night. What we do is what's called a take-home study, a portable one. Uh, once we get that back, I kind of want to go over what you can expect on how that works. Yeah, and it seems like the home one would be fantastic, right? Because you can actually so, – so you actually take it home. Yep. I've, I've seen these things. You're wearing it like a visor. Mm-hmm. You're sleeping in your own bed. You wear it for a few days, and then you... So, yeah, lots of advantages. One of the biggest is we could do it. It's portable. It's convenient. uh, And we could do it for multiple nights because the ones where you go to the facilities and spend the night, it's a one-shot deal. And if you had a bad night there, it's kind of done and over. But with the portable one, we can go up to three nights, and we can see data. Uh, Patients who like to drink alcohol, you'll see the numbers go worse on that night. Patients who exercise or do something different so they actually can do a little bit of a mini study throughout those three nights so and this is everything from uh you mentioned earlier how loud you snore what are some of the other things that are on this so here's the stuff it measures it's going to measure how many hours you sleep how many times per hour you stop breathing which is your apnea score it's going to measure your oxygen levels which tend to tank at night it's going to measure your heart rate which tends to spike at night Uh, it's going to measure brainwave activity and, and and what's called REM sleep it's going to measure body position and it's going to measure snoring and decibels. And I know we talked about it before. Uh, it can get really loud. So it's a pretty comprehensive test, yep. right? And, Very comprehensive. And again, you know, for for the average Joe, I've I've seen these things, right? There, it's basically a visor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you wear it when you sleep. Yep. And then you give it back to your team yep. at Snore Experts at any one of their locations, and then they. We'll plug it into the computer. We'll pull the data out, and then we'll have the patient come back. We'll review all that information with the patient, and and I'll I'll kind of give you an example of what kind of stuff comes out of this thing. Uh, The first key piece of data that we look at is what's called the AHI. That's the apnea hypopnea index, and that's your score. It's your 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 apnea score. It's I tell patients it's kind of like your blood pressure, blood sugar. It's a number. Uh, Normal range is zero to four. Severe is thirty and over. Uh, And I get patients all day long that have. 40, 50, 60. Now, what does that number mean, right? Let's say you have an apnea score of 50. That's 50 times an hour you stop breathing, at least 10 seconds wow. each time. Let's say even 60. That's once every minute. 
the the funny the, the crazy thing is when these patients come back and we get them under treatment, we'll do follow up studies with them, and and the majority of these patients we'll get them down to minimal to to normal levels. I mean, our patients come back, they're sleeping like eighteen year olds, and these are you know guys in their fifties and sixties, and when you see that and you see the effects that it has on them, on their spouses, on their their medication list, on their their mood, it, it, it's Again, just a wonderful work thing. and productivity and everything else, right? I mean, this is really a quality of life thing when you really look at at all the areas that it's yeah. impacting. I mean, we talk about I talk about hacks and tips and things like that. One of them that I gave at that presentation a couple of weeks ago was don't snore or have sleep apnea. I mean, if you want to get maximized sleep, you got to be quiet and healthy it's just it's just yeah there was a big i i i saw the issue uh in one of your offices the big uh national geographic Geographic. last summer i think it was august had a sleep issue uh if you have access to it it's really fascinating they they really took a deep dive into it and you realize one what a significant problem this is and then two that thank goodness with places like snore experts that you don't have to live with it, that you can actually um, resolve these issues. Yeah. I mean, if you go to your local grocery store, I was just there yesterday in the checkout line. If you look at the magazines there, they're all either about healthy. I mean, I was at Whole Foods, but it's about healthy diets and it's about brain health. Uh, there was all these issues about how to optimize your sleep and, and optimize your brain. I mean, that's just what we need to do these days. Yeah. So getting back to that sleep study, I want to go over a couple other things. One is going to be your oxygen levels. And and that's the second key piece of information. We talked about how many times per hour you stop breathing. But the other problem is, is if you stop breathing, you stop taking in fresh air and oxygen, levels go down. As that goes down, you get what's called desaturation or what's called hypoxia. Uh, And and that's no different than being on the top of Mount Everest. I mean, these patients are suffocating at night and they're lowering their blood oxygen levels then you run into the trouble of when they say people with snoring and sleep apnea, uh, three times likelihood of a heart attack and four times likelihood of a stroke. Now you can kind of see why this matters. All right. I want to talk about some treatment options here. So let's say it comes back and says you have s- sleep apnea. What are you going to do, right? What we offer and, and what I generally do is what's uh, three different things. And they're all non-invasive, non-surgical. I, I don't like to go down that route unless it's absolutely necessary. So uh, one of the quickest, easiest ones, and they're very high tech now, is what's called a CPAP machine. Uh, and that's basically a, a box, a hose, and a mask. And what it's doing is it's giving you air throughout the night, helping you breathe. The beauty of these things is that you will not snore tonight. You will not have apnea. You, your wife or husband or partner is going to think you're dead. You're going to get that quiet. Yeah. And I've, I have seen the new ones compared to the old ones. It's remarkable how the technology has advanced. Yeah. A couple other options. One is what's called an oral appliance or mouthpiece. This is something you wear in your mouth at night. We make these custom. We take molds of your teeth. We send them to the lab. Super comfortable, super effective, easy to travel with, acts like a night guard. Fantastic option for patients who don't want a machine or want a machine and just want something that's travel friendly. And last option we have is what's called nightlies, and that's a laser tightening procedure. We use that in the back of the throat, tighten up the tissues, help patients sleep better, quieter, potentially without a machine or a mouthpiece. So it's fantastic. Yeah, the nightlies really sounds fascinating. I know we talked about it during the snoring show as well. Uh, For those of you listening at home, you can go to snoreexperts.com. There's a lot of information on night lays, there's information there on the CPAPs and the oral appliances, and obviously the great work that you and the, and the team at Snore Experts 
that they're doing at all their locations. I encourage everyone to go to the website, snorexperts.com. And uh, thanks for tuning in and stay tuned for some more fantastic episodes. Thank you for joining us at The Best Night Ever, our weekly look at achieving better sleep and better health. To visit us online, go to snoreexperts.com or follow us on Instagram at snoreexperts. To make an appointment with Dr. K for you or someone you know to stop snoring now or to call in and leave a question for next week's show, call us at 888-31-SNORE. That's 888-31-SNORE. 888-31-SNORE. This broadcast is for informational purposes only. Statements and views expressed in this show are not medical advice. The show, including Dr. Jay Crisandi, the co-host, guest, and the producers disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of any information contained herein. Opinions of the guests are their own. We do not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests, nor do we make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. If you think you have a medical problem, please consult a licensed physician.